did you see uh did you see the are you afraid of the dark you know what i was uh initially very excited when i heard about it i was right that was one of my favorite shows growing up it was part of that uh snick uh lineup with ren and stimpy and uh what else was on there Yo, uh, so I came in like a little bit after, uh, after that first run. So like my, my snick was, uh, so my snick was Keenan and Kel, Cousin Skeeter. Uh, then you had, are you afraid of the dark? And then, uh, man, what, what else was it? There was all that, of course. Yeah, we had all that. Was- we had, um, like, um, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. We had, are you afraid of the dark? Uh, at one point we had our real monsters. Uh, yeah, we had, uh, we had, I think we had Rocco's Modern Life at one point too. Yeah. Um, Snick was dope, Yeah, man. Snick it had was, all you know, the hot items, man. That shit was fucking great. Dude. And it was great. It was like this orange couch that was like the whole like focal point of the block or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't know, man. That's the Saturday was, night, you know, every it, time it was Saturday night, you're like, oh shit, it's fucking time for Snick. You know? Dude, word. It was like, fun. Nickelodeon, it was fun. man. Nickelodeon in the nineties, they they nailed it. Dude, like I don't know, it, but you know what though? Really... Just like childhood in general, fucking nailed yeah. it. Back there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a parent of two kids, a seven year old and a four year old, right? And it's totally right. different. I feel so bad for these kids. Like, there's no real like block of tunes on uh, yeah. on after school. You know, like every time you got home from school, it'd be a block of cartoons either on like a Fox Five channel or on uh, a Channel Eleven, right? A WB yeah. station, or at least like Saturday mornings. A Saturday like, oh. something, dude. They got no Saturday mornings. Like it's it's so sad. I'm, I, it's so sad. I feel so bad for my kids but like you know what at least i experienced that glory of uh of tv and one <laughs> of those know. glories was uh are you afraid of the dark um right. it was uh it was a very cool show man it was pretty much a a, a sweet anthology of horror um uh, at uh in a, a young adult not even young adult like a young yeah a young adult level yeah you know it was like it was like uh like kind of preteen. Like teen, like like Snick in general was that like uh, catering to like twelve to. It was about like 15. a grown up Goosebumps, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can safely Goosebumps, say that, right? Yeah, yeah, because Goosebumps, uh, but it was also like all original too. Yes, like yeah. it, it was all original stories, and like it was the whole thing was it, it wasn't like Goosebumps where like each episode was already in the story. Are you afraid of the dark? Was like kids telling these stories. These to stories, other kids. yeah. That's why it was so cool. It was something different all the time. Yeah. And uh, this uh, this show, dude, uh, you mentioned it earlier today. And you're like, oh, dude, uh, have you seen this show? I'm like, you know what? No. And then I was putting my kids to bed. And I was like, oh, let me check this out. And yeah. uh, it, w- it was – I'm very impressed. The production value mm-hmm. is really good. Um, the actors are good. I like those kids, man. Ben from It is in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Fucking it's- Ben. It's like uh, it's a mini series, so uh, they what they can do is like I I feel like if they do another one, that they could also just like recast the kids. I kind of don't want them to because I already like these kids. Yeah, but 
but like they they could also do that you know what i mean like they can get rid of some of the ones they don't want or you know some get to like the stranger things problem yeah they can avoid that by like just keep doing it with other kids and it's cool because you always have this um this initial initiation right yeah. where they have to answer these questions and then where they have to come up with a story that's really scary in order to become a member um and it's great because i I got a little bit of goosebumps when I heard, like, all the minutes aside. I was like, oh, like, here it comes, yeah. you know? Like, here comes yeah. the story, you know? Um, I was very excited about it. And I'm glad they they did it the way they did. It wasn't anything, like, over the top. It was very – you can tell they went back down to what it should be. It was, like, simple storytelling. Uh, yeah. Like, I was, I was very surprised because it, it's clearly people like us who remember watching it. Yes, exactly. And, and it's not like, you know – it's not even like catering to anybody either. You know, it's not like the like all the dialogue in it. Like another uh, none of it felt like it was just like written for kids. No, it like, it, it felt yeah. very natural. It felt um just very smartly written. You know, yeah, especially for Nickelodeon. Like that's still what's blowing my mind. Like you know, like we remember Nickelodeon, and yeah, it was goofy, but like we were also kids. You know. And then to see to see this, it's kind of more mature. It's kind of like yeah, kudos. You know, it's, I it's, agree. Yeah, it's very it's taken very seriously, and, and like and it's also like it's it's not like super serious either. It's a very like it's a good tone, man. They did it. But what's even cooler and and it's very respectful of the creators of this uh, current run of the show is that they use the original, um, you know, slide the. The intro slide yeah. with the guy, you know, the hand with the match on it, right? Yeah. That slide is from the original show. It's cool that they actually use that um, for their their show. And uh, um, it, it, it was very impressive. It was very cool to see. It was solid, dude. It was a solid storytelling. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed. You it. got to know you got to know like the actual Midnight Society, you know, before they even get into like the real story. Yeah, they never did and that before. It, it was always oh, this thing already uh, was there, and they yeah. would just go and tell stories every midnight. It's cool to see how they uh, they formed up. I'm hoping they get more into like every other character because I'm interested, you know, to see the personalities. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing. There's only three episodes, so, like, it's gonna, you know, by the time it it might start running its course, it's gonna be over already, you know? But you know what's cool, though? Like, it's, uh, what really got me was more of the cast of characters, how eclectic the group is, right? And how different their tiers in the high school society, you know, like, ladder are. Like, you got the cheerleader, right? You got mm-hmm. uh, the Graham kid. They got uh, Ben, you know, from It. You got the new girl on there. You got this uh, this Asian chick who's like a like a horror film director, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And uh, you got her neighbor, right? Like this popular yeah. kid or something. And it's cool to see that they got like a cool group of uh, of characters together for this show. And they're all they all like horror. They all love horror, and like it's that's pretty cool. And then it's and then this new girl. Uh, so the whole thing is like this. You know, for anybody who wants to watch it, we won't dig do too deep into it. Uh, but so her name's like Rachel Carpenter, which is also like a cool little thing. You know, for any, for John Carpenter yeah. fans and for horror fans. And also, um, and, uh, if you notice, the town was called Argento. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for uh, Dario, Dario Argento, yeah. man, OG. 
And like it that's what I mean. It's stuff like that, like little Easter eggs and just like little like she's a horror fan too, and that's the whole thing. And like it's very clear that the people who made this like care enough about like doing this. You know, it, it it's and I don't know, Arturo, like I I think that's what, what a, a good remake needs, right? Yeah, um uh I agree. There's a a lot of things that a good remake needs, and it's one of those essential things is actually caring about the source material, which this one did. Uh, And welcome, folks, to uh, The Morgue, the official podcast of Corpse Feed. Uh, And with me is uh, Nick Valdez of comicbook.com. Howdy, everybody. A.K.A. Tex. And uh, I am Arturo Padilla, your, uh, your Corpse Feed guy, the guy behind the zombie guy. Um, and this is, I believe, episode eight of the morgue. And today we're going to talk about, uh, remakes, uh, good old remakes and reboots, man. Um, I was thinking the other day because I was watching the Hills Have Eyes, right? And I was like, huh, this is a good fucking movie. Um, I have seen the Wes Craven one once and wasn't really impressed. You know, I think it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's the, because I, I saw the remake before I saw the original. I started thinking back to movies, for instance, like another Wes Craven movie, The Last House on the Left. Both movies are very good. Craven's is good. I do prefer the remake. And there's movies like Dawn of the Dead, for instance, that we've spoken about before, Tex, where you have this one movie that kind of tops what a remake should be. And that's when I really started like questioning, like, why don't we get more quality remakes like Dawn of the Dead? And then slowly but surely, we started getting bit by bit. The Crazies is another one. What else? Uh, we got uh, uh, The Thing is another one. Stuff like uh, stuff like it counts as a remake. Uh, then you have you, we've uh, stuff we mentioned on the show previously, like includes uh, the day the Earth stood still, the Crazies, the um, Man, what was the other one we talked about? Uh, you can technically like consider like Prometheus a reboot. You can, uh, in terms of like zombie stuff, you have your Dawn of the Deads. You have your um, you, exactly. You have a whole bunch, right? A whole bunch that stand out, and it's it's nice to see sometimes how uh, certain remakes and reboots just they have their own original flair, which is always right. good. Um, I like to see some classic stuff you know it's cool to see some classic things in a movie in terms of um certain callbacks in terms of uh um settings or kills or something like that i don't enjoy scene for scene remakes yeah a remake isn't like automatically a bad idea let me let me just i I feel like i want to get this out of the way first like for me in terms of what we'll talk about. Uh, yeah, like, a remake and reboot, like, I don't mind when they're announced, you know? Because, like, a lot of horror films are remakes already, you know? Like, like The Thing, a famous example, uh, was already based off a book, which had an ad- adaptation in, like, the 1950s, somewhere around there? Yeah. Like, it was, like, The the Thing That Came From Space, or The that Thing That Came That was the movie Earth, playing some- in the original Halloween, when uh, Laurie Strode was babysitting. Was- yeah, like... Like, horror, horror in general, uh, I'm sure you're well aware, more than anybody, Arturo, where it's like, you know, horror already has a ton of remakes in it. So it's like, you can't automatically be like, oh, they're they're remaking this, they're rebooting this, uh, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I also don't like when people kind of shame reboots 
It, yeah. It's like, you know, like, what are you doing to shame a reboot? You know what I mean? Like, just let the person express themselves. If it's trash, then we'll trash you when it comes out. Fuck it, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, yeah. That's Because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> just let the director or, or storyteller or writer, depending, whoever has the idea to, hey, let's remake this movie. Yeah. Let's give him a shot because why the fuck not? Oh, yeah, because yeah. what if it's a good idea? See, that's the thing. Like, For instance, if, Halloween, uh, right? Halloween, yes, exactly. <laughs> Halloween's a good idea. The Thing was a good idea. You know? uh, a, a famous example, a famous recent, like, I guess I say recent, but it was like 2013. Uh, so the Evil Dead remake. Yes. The Evil Dead remake was fucking great. I love that movie. Um, and we have spoken before, you and I, and we have to kind of like throw it out there again in like uh, a, a dark episode or something. Yeah, for we have listeners. to like we we've done it for a previous show that's currently in a crypt right now. It's the, <laughs> it's 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 locked in the crypt. It's mummified like, right now. So yeah, it's it's the dark version of the of the Disney Vault. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Maybe we'll throw it out there raw, but we've had the conversation about um, how the two evil deads are so different um, Mm -hmm. in terms of who the who the main character is, how the story unfolds. Um, It's really cool to see when a director puts out their original flair, their original you know touch on a on a classic. Um, Yeah, at times it doesn't work. For instance, the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I forgot all about that yes, one. Right, um, a Nightmare on Elm Street. They really went dark. <laughs> they went really dark <laughs> with the Freddy story, um, and they flat out, you know, outed him as a pedophile and all that stuff. Um, yeah, like they they stripped Freddy of his personality, you know, because if, that, if that's the one thing anybody remembers about Nightmare on Elm Street and why anybody remembers Freddy, he was funny, man. Yeah, you know. He had, Even in the he had original charisma. One. He was yeah. he was the only slasher with charisma. All right, because none of them else talked. And Michael didn't talk. Leatherface yeah. didn't talk. Jason didn't talk. Right? Uh, right. Only Chucky talked, and Chucky was a little annoying. You know. <laughs> um, so yeah. Freddie was the one that held you know the candle for uh, the charisma in the horror game, um, and they completely, as you said, they stripped him down and made him very dark. Um, which, you know, it wasn't bad, but it didn't work in execution. Um, yeah. It, because then they really delved into it very deeply. It, be, it, it legit became a story of, uh, Law and Order SVU, right? So. Yeah, cause <laughs> it was, it was one of those, uh, it was one of those movies where we often talk about how, how a monster kind of loses its spark when you, like, dig yes. too much into the origins. Yes. And that's exactly what happens there. Like, Freddy, like, it stops being, like, let's escape from Freddy about, like, two thirds of the way in. And instead it turns into, let's figure out, like, why he's this way. I mean, that's not a bad idea in theory. When you said that, something clicked. Remember how it was, it was weird how, um, the the daughter, right? Um, Rudy right. Mara was kind of shaming her parents, um, for kind of killing this dude, right? And it's like, right. hey, listen, you know this this guy fucking molested you, you know? Yeah, we he, were- was, he was like a. 
a super predator. He was an it, evil person. He deserved to be burnt <laughs> alive. You know, and like, yeah. why are you shaming me for that? And then, like, they're like, oh, you, you hid that from me? Of course I hid that from you. You know? Yeah. You were a little kid. If I can repress that, I will fucking repress that. I didn't understand how they attacked him. Um, oh, one thing I did enjoy that movie was the micro-naps theory they had yeah, on there. I was yeah. just going to – yes. <laughs> you want to elaborate a little that, bit? See – Yes, yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. So the Micronaps thing, it was, it's such a cool idea because it's something that like you, uh, I, I was kind of wondering why that hasn't been done before in Elm Street. It's brilliant. Right? Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's such a good idea. It's like, why didn't they do this already? But it led to so many sequences where Freddy was actually like interacting with the real world. And it's so, like, that was a cool thing. It, See, was it wasn't yeah, all, exactly. It wasn't all bad. It was just like they, I don't know. I feel like it would have worked with like some random monster, you know, maybe, maybe not like a, a Freddy, but like, you know, sort of like, it, like a lights out a Jace kind of thing where you have a monster idea and you just kind of make a movie for it. Yeah. You know? But it's tough when you throw that pedophile shit in there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Once, once you do that, it gets yeah, too real. Dude, it gets tough, man. It gets tough to work around that shit. Um, but uh, let's quickly change off that. You remember the Friday the 13th <laughs> remake? Yeah, because wasn't this around the same time where we started getting yes. a lot of these slasher remakes yeah, ex- in like yeah, exactly. 2000, 2008, 2009? I liked – uh, yeah, you're right. I liked the Jason in it. The dude was fucking – he was a huge fucking guy. Oh, yeah. They they got like a mountain of a the, dude. I, the story was – I mean, it was very forgettable, honestly. Honestly, it was – it didn't amount to anything. So it, it was kind of whack. Yeah, see, that's the other thing. Uh, a lot of these, like, I want to say it was like Dimension Films, I think, that started producing these just to have the license or uh, Dimension Films adjacent. Yes. Yeah, it, I think <laughs> it was Dimension. I think you're right. Yeah, because Dimension Films is famous for the Halloween franchise uh, towards yeah. the end of its life. And then that's where we got, we got like the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween. We got the new Friday 13th. We got the new Freddy. I think we got a new Texas Chainsaw Mask yes, at that same time. Yes, with Jessica Biel. Right. Yes. Yes. See, like that was a weird like. Oh, it, but that was just. We got. Uh, let's see. Recently, we got a, a remake of Carrie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I, was I think terrible. That was in the same. I haven't seen it, but I heard the the <laughs> twist in it, and it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it's that's what I mean. Like, there's a lot of. Uh, that's the thing when you when you do straight remakes, a, a big pitfall is like copying the yeah. original movie but making one thing different and then you know so that's the difference between elm street and like carrie where carrie it's like they made the same movie like bit for bit like it, even it, you can't really change carrie yeah that's the other you can't because that's that's the way the story is supposed to go you know yeah like you kind of have to have a climax in a prom so it's like you know you do have to do prom kills as so you can try and change it but then you know that's the other thing. So it's like you add a strange twist at the end to make it different, but you know, then that's that could like pretty loses. much bring everything down. Like, yeah. uh, like fucking King's Landing was burnt up. You know, yeah. it'll just burn down the minute you add a stupid twist that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and this was this was like ten years ago. I like ten or eleven years ago where they just started doing these things. I, I guess to, it it might have been a license thing, honestly. That yeah, like, you have to keep it going, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like a Spider-Man and Jace, oh, where it's like you, you got to make a move. Um, uh, did you, I just remembered, I think they're remaking Final Destination, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I boy. heard, right? Yeah, right? I believe uh, yes. th- that's a good, uh, 
That's um, I don't know, man. So, like, okay, it's tough I, to do a remake because it had so many different sequels that because it's just an idea, you know. Yeah, because honestly, that's that's what I was gonna say here. It's it's my favorite horror. Yeah, franchise. I I know you dig it. That's why I was like, oh shit, let me bring it up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for the feeds at home, Final Destination is my big one. And it is because, you know, it's no killer. I mean, death is kind of personified and that's a cool idea. Yeah. That's for the movie and I'm fine with that. But like, it's, it's really like it, it's kind of putting a menace behind the randomness of life. You know, it's like you can die in these freak accidents. This is and where, course, yeah, this is where Saw got their ideas from. Like, <laughs> yeah, like all these dude. like, uh, like torture the Rube Goldberg setups. It's yeah. the Rube Goldberg setups where it's like one thing leads to another, like uh, a cigarette butt will flow until like it hits a uh, gasoline that's been poured. Yeah. Or something like a like loose that. nail is going to like unleash a beam. That's going to like bring down a big yeah. old air conditioner and just smash you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like, like, you know, it it gives it gives like the the protagonist uh, in the first one is played by Devin Sawa, who you know also had a great thing back in the day. Remember Idle Hands, he, dude? He said he wants to do another one. I'm fine <laughs> it's with that. never gonna happen. <laughs> I'm good on that. You you can't play that character. No, you really Devin can't, Sawa. dude. Like, yeah. I mean, you can maybe if you um if you have him in like a, a fucking psych ward or something because yeah, nobody believes him what? and he went to jail after all the incidents that happened you know <laughs> yeah, because the hand one- um ended up killing <laughs> jessica alba eventually you know yeah yeah it's a it's a one and done yeah, it's done and and then in final final destination he got killed off screen in the sequel like, yeah he uh, did that was a uh, disrespect it's major disrespect That's major but, fucking uh, disrespect dude but yeah, going back to it, you're right. Like the core of it is just an idea. So a reboot is literally all the sequels. Yeah, like, they every sequel is just a new take on. Exactly. It. That's why it's funny that they're like, oh, they're gonna remake. It. I'm like, what are you remaking exactly? Yeah, you know, because the first one like sparked the idea in the horror genre. Period, and and yeah. anything after that will be Final Destination Part Whatever. Yeah, I think I think they have to do remake though. They can't call it Final Destination Six because you know, of course, it's six. You're not going to number something six and expect it no. To they're going to call it you know? the Final Destination, right? <laughs> yeah, but they, they or a Final they, Destination. Yeah, because I think they already did the Final Destination. Like I think it was part five. Oh yeah, they, yeah, you're right. I think you're right. Or it was like part four they did it, and then part five was Final Destination five. What point is? What I'm going back all around to say is they have to do a like they have to do a remake because the last one closed out the canon. Yeah, like it. Yeah. it did a cool f- full circle twist. It closed that loop that went back yeah. to the the first plane going to France. Yeah. yeah, but they they don't have to like worry about it, and no one really is gonna fret over it because it's just an idea. Exactly. And- you know, um, uh, another remake that I really actually kind of enjoyed. Have you seen Maniac? No. With Elijah Wood. Yeah. It's the one where it's all like first person, right? Yes. Um, It is. uh, It's intense. It's uh, it's very dark. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the first Maniac or know of it. Uh, Yeah. 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 So Elijah Wood is fucking. He's good in this movie. I was. And I watched it because I was surprised. I was like, Elijah Wood in this fucking movie. I got to see what he's doing because I couldn't believe it. But apparently he's a big horror guy. Um, but that was a cool remake. Uh, it wasn't exactly as is, um, but it was kind of of the same concept, you know, the same first person view through the eyes kind of stuff, the heavy breathing kind of stuff. Um, it was very dope. I definitely enjoyed it. 
Yeah, uh, so let's look. Uh, I got a list in front of me of just like some remakes in general. Yeah, and uh, and then you know, of course, you can we can elaborate on whatever you want to. So, of course, we've already mentioned Evil Dead. So, Fade Alvarez, man, knocked it out of the park. You killed it. Yes. Oh, uh, you know, the, hmm. a, another good one would be um, Fright Night. Yeah, that's the next one on the yeah, list. Actually. There you go, Fright Night. Yeah, Fright it Night. Was, fucking it's R.I.P. Anton Yelchin. You know. <sighs> Yeah, honestly, that's the other thing. Anton Yelkin, man, him and oh, Green Room. Green oh. Room is always going to be the best thing. Like, if anyone hasn't seen it, Go I watch definitely Room, recommend please. it. Yeah, please. watch Green Room. Also, be ready to watch Green Room. That's the thing. You got to be ready. Shh, shh, shh. Don't tell him anymore. <laughs> no, no. You, anymore. Just, <laughs> it, you can spoil a, a tone for somebody. I, I'm okay with that. I'm saying you, I don't want to tell recommend it and be like them coming back. You going, won't oh, be I ready. You, you will not be ready. For the <laughs> but uh, Fright Night wasn't it weird because it was basically it the was, same movie. It was it was the same movie, but it was definitely it was different, right? Evolved, yeah. You know, yeah. It was evolved for the more modern times because obviously the first one was in the '80s um, with. Uh, what was it? Uh, Marcy Darcy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. With Marcy Darcy. Um, and that one was cool. Uh, this one was darker. It had Colin Farrell yeah, in it, right? Definitely darker. Yeah. And Fucking his bullseye and phone booth guy. He's he was putting on his sexy man act, you know, to be like the the vampire who you want to invite in. I mean, know? like like totally like <laughs> rapist though, like yeah, geez, that's the other tone thing. Tone it down a little bit, buddy. Hey, but that's vampires though, right? That's true, but you know what? Tone it down. Tone it down a little bit, okay? <laughs> you don't have to but, be uh, all like you know all all like that, you know. Cover yeah. yourself up a little bit. Have some dignity. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in this in the same era we have uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They did another one. Yeah, that's the one with uh, Jessica Biel, right? Yeah. Um, what do you think? Do you remember? Um, I remember it. It was definitely it's forgettable. Honestly, like you know, <laughs> they, they made this huge. I remember when it came out. They made a huge fucking deal about it. They were like, "Oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre." You know why? Because it was the MTV crowd. It was the MTV generation. Yep. And MTV yep. was covering it fucking hardcore, dude. From like so much <laughs> advertisement, just because Jessica Biel from from Seventh Heaven's gonna be in it. You know, yeah. and oh my god, and blah blah blah, and it's like. You know, I get it. And it was, it definitely served that kind of time as well because it had that look to it. Um, They always wanted to make things darker, they wanted to make things grittier. Again, I'm trying to think about it and I'm like, I kind of very forgettable. Uh, You know, you know what's a a side note? You know what also has that good, like, it's in that same generation, but it's also got like that redneck kind of horror thing uh wrong turn surprisingly have you ever seen it dude like if you guys pay attention to the instagram i managed to see uh to catch a couple wrong turns recently part one. Oh, nice part okay. one and then part four uh sci-fi was doing this fucking marathon of wrong turns bro and i just caught one and four and <sighs> dude. uh um it, those were those are neat you know what they're cool. <laughs> yeah. They're fun little movies, and they know they know their audience. You know, keep yeah, it short, like, ninety minutes. You know, violence everywhere. Dude, uh, you know, it's very scares. like, yeah, it's very like hatchet esque. 
where it's like let's just do wild ass kills uh yes I, like there's a cool buzzsaw throw like oh, early on yep. in the movie that like always gets me and then you know of course the, the 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 head getting chopped off on the top half of the tree and stuff like that like that's cool i, I mean if you're gonna uh, they should remake wrong turn <laughs> 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 See, this is why they probably do it too, right? Yeah, but you're I'm right like, though. Like, I'm, if you're gonna like I'm, do the gore shit, like do it like wrong turn did it. You know, like know your audience. Yeah, um, and just like they were over the top, but the way they were done was very grounded. You could say, kind of. They just looked very cool and not very, not very Japanese. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's, so uh, on the list still, it's uh, Let Me In. So that's oh, the remake yes. of have, Let the I, Right One In. I have that on my list. I was going to bring it up. Ha- have you seen both? I've seen uh, Let the Right One In. I've seen the original, uh, and it's amazing. Yes, it is amazing. It, it, um, I do like the fact that um, in the remake, they did pick good characters. Uh, it was a good movie. Uh, I forgot who right. I forgot who directed it, but it was somebody with the with with some kind of you know you know a credentials to back him up. I forgot who it was. Right. Uh, I know uh, Chloe uh, Chloe Grace Moretz was in it. I, that's why I remember. Chloe it. Grace and, was uh, in it. It was good. Uh, but oh, uh, Matt Reeves. He he's the one who's actually doing that new Batman movie. Okay. Um, it was very good, but that one is one of the ones that pretty much was scene for scene. The way it was. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because that's another thing about remakes. I'm glad we're talking about this now. That way we can turn away from this list a little bit. And just right, to, right. And talk about how sometimes with remakes, when you kind of copy it scene for scene, it's like, you know, what is the point? Yeah. Uh, it's like it's held back by by fan expectation. You know, we have these expectations for these movies, right? And so it's like a remake. I guess whoever does it, if they feel the pressure to include like certain scenes that would be memorable from the original, like callbacks, you know? I get that. But if the movie itself was fucking perfect, I mean, right. And you know it, goddammit. Like, why, as a filmmaker, why even. I guess maybe they're thinking, you know what, fuck it, you know? Let me just pretty much make it in English. Grab the same shit, make it in English. If this is if this is what the studios want, this is what I'll give them, right? I, I guess right. that's kind of what they're thinking about for the most part. Um, they'll throw some artistic flair on it because that's what it seems like, honestly. When they, yeah. When they grab these these more indie directors kind of like to to make a bigger, uh, a bigger kind of movie because let's be real. Um, <coughs> excuse me. That remake... It was kind of a big deal. Um, it was um, oddly out there for a remake of, of of that kind of indie movie. You know what I mean? Because um, right. I remember I was surprised to see so much marketing and advertising for that movie. But I guess it's because it was Chloe Grace in there and they wanted to push her or something. But it, I, I remember seeing a lot of advertising. Um, so I guess the studio just wanted an American version of this Pretty much grab this Norwegian tale, you know, and make it in English. And then you can throw some of your little artistic flair here and there, you know, and then yeah, that's they're, it. They're starting to do that uh, now with like uh, Korean films. Like Korean yes. films are starting to get the uh, get noticed in very much the same way. Yes. Um, 
There was one, um, what was it? Uh, so Train to Busan got picked up. No uh, way. Did it really? I, yeah. Fuck. And then I think the name of it is I Saw Your Devil. I think that was another yes, one. Yes, that's oh. the one I was going to talk about. Um, I Killed the Devil. Oh, oh, I Saw the Devil. Yeah, yeah. I it's think. I Saw the Devil or I Saw Your Devil. One of those apologies Dude, to that those was good, who, though. That was who a good are movie. at yeah, yeah, exactly. Apologies to the fiends at home who are like yelling right now, who are screaming Whatever, the real name. Whatever, man. Neighbor. Come on. It's late at night. You know, you're talking titles. We're bringing titles up from the 80s and 60s and 2000s. Give us a break. But yeah, so, uh, but yeah, it was like you're saying, it was notable. I remember like. Re- covering i think i was writing back then too like uh i remember covering the fact that like a remake was happening and just being surprised by it the raid right wasn't isn't the raid being remade as well yeah the raid uh they're doing another grudge oh i I believe come on yeah (laughs) so that's a remake of a remake that that's happening uh and then you had rings which was a sequel trying to be a remake they just gotta they gotta stop you know what i mean like there comes to a point where it comes to a point where you have movies like Rings and stuff like that, where which have been made and made and made. It's like we get it. Like I, if you're gonna do a remake, fucking grab something old school, you know. Grab yeah. something old school and bring it back. I don't want to see yeah. more ring shit. We, we, we we've seen rings every decade for God's sakes, you know. Yeah, like the ones I'm starting to be okay with now is like uh, stuff from the '90s because it has been like 30 years and it is crazy to think about. But then I'm like, okay, that's that's kind of long enough. It's like when we saw movies that were remade from the '80s. You know, it, it makes sense. Yes. Um. Imagine if they uh do like you know what I was thinking uh because I was a. Uh, driving with my kid in the back and she was like oh daddy um uh i saw something about leprechauns uh oh are they real right i was like no of course not right (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) you just killed their dreams right Uh, there no because savage that's the savagery yeah dude i mean come on like you know you, you you gotta keep it real sometimes uh, yeah, that's true. Like it, you can, it, you could lie about, you know? it. yeah. Uh, and then she mentioned, and then I thought about. Uh, she mentioned leprechauns, and in my head, being the hard guy, I was like, "Damn, I, I really wish they'd bring back like leprechauns, but like a bit more brutal, a bit more like a bit more like a bit more not grounded per se, because it's fucking leprechaun, but uh, just grittier, you know." They they tried that uh, leprechaun origin, I believe. No, was, no, uh, but I mean a good one. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Arturo. While while we're talking on this, let me let me pose a question to you. All right, go for it. What movie would you want to remake, and like, how would you do it? Oh, like, if you if you were able to bring one back, if I was able to bring one back, uh, you know what? Being that I've been in this mode for a little bit with remakes, I thought about um, Night of the Living Dead. Ooh, uh, okay. Uh, the original, like, like Romero one uh, okay. from back in the day in black and white. Uh, to kind of keep the same, the same tone, if not, like, update it for me. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but I, I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. Um, they can really do something special with that because the story can go deeper. Um, if you wanted to, it could be like, um, uh, what was it? Appeal thing. All right. That would be interesting. Um, it's tough, man. Um, it is tough. I, I really thought about, um, th- a remake like The Blob, how different it is. Um, I, 
compared to the original blob from uh way back into the like the black and white one um mm-hmm. i remember watching that the black and white one being like oh man that's you know it's crazy how they just you know did that shit and then watching the one from the 80s it, it was way better and then in terms of like stories like that how they just get better because it's it's not fair to the old one but they just get better because of the, of the technology that they have available and and i was saying that's really cool you know how they um how they can just do that now you have a story that back in the day didn't really work too well that now you can kind of you can fucking pull it off you can pull off the crazy shit you wrote about back in the day you know you can pull off like the um invasion of the body snatcher for example which they've done yeah uh they it took that story and they're like holy shit we can pull this shit off and and, and you get a good actors like donald sutherland and jeff goldblum and stuff like that and you do invasion of the body snatchers and you make this an even better movie than the original so i like the fact that certain if you're going to remake something back to that question if, if you're going to remake something remake it better because now you're able to amplify the story because of the technology yeah. you have disposed um uh, yeah. uh, you know under your disposal um yeah like uh, a good example would be uh we just talked about in a previous episode the it like it franchise yes yes you know what would be cool too actually because <laughs> because <laughs> the remix i've been thinking about random shit like this like hey man uh, it's all good imagine like seeing a remake of the stuff right oh, yeah how would that be now that you have this crazy like motion capture fucking like you know filmmaking uh where you have people like thanos walking around pretty much and, yeah. and now you have yeah. this stuff you know and the movie the slugs you know how oh. how can you make movies like that um and amplify Ooh. them because of the cool technology you know what i mean you know basically Ch- i'd be- chud imagine chud Dude, yeah. just getting like Dude, a Chud movie? Come on, man. Um, imagine all those like giant like monster movies they did back then, like you're saying. And it they tried with fucking King they, of the Monsters, and they fucking yeah. failed with that one. Oh, I I think that's what. Uh, actually, no. My so my idea would be like super dark, and that's the thing where I'm like, I they would never do it. Like I would never get the approval, but I would do a Saw with kids. Oh, they would, they would never do that. It's yep. awesome. <laughs> um, they would never do that. Why with kids? I'm curious. Like, how would it? So, how would it end up being? Or kids? like, or like, it not even if not kids, then like, I want one child to be in danger because you know the whole thing is like, uh, like maybe like a a mother and son or father and son, Ooh. but do like that saw testing of the relationship. Who do yeah, you love it's... more? Do you love so and so, or do you <laughs> yeah. love this other kid over I, here? You I know, choose wisely. Probably, you know, yeah, I think that would probably be be the thing. You know, it's like choose your son or choose your daughter or like choose one of your kids or whatever. You know, or like choose your choose your partner or choose your child and stuff like that. You know, where it's like, you know, then That's then you'd tough, have man. like that. You'd that have always like, digs deep, dude. Always, digs yeah, because. Cause you can go like you can you can go really serious with it too like or you can go kind of fucked up like dude you can't uh, imagine oh my god kid, I can't even imagine if that ha- if that ever happened like oh you got yeah, to choose one then, or the you know, other or like oh you have your wife and then you have your two kids which were you gonna save or some shit like that dude, yeah because that's fucking cause that's, that's crazy <laughs> see and like that's what I'm saying I would never get approved for this but like I would have a, a saw with that kind of scene. And I would probably open the movie with that. 
and I, then you know yeah that would be just fucking to, like, crazy uh but i would be curious to see how they gather the children you know yeah, um, yeah right how they you know how they collect them and put them in the traps that'd be fucking cool um, yeah, and, yeah, and then you know it, you don't want to hurt a kid on screen, of course. So I mean, you know, like, they, you again, would, if it's part but then of again, the story, we said we said this all the time. Where yeah, if you, I say this, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I I definitely am very. I'm a big proponent of um, of killing children <laughs> in horror movies. Yeah, because um, if you're gonna kill the kids, kill the kids. Yes, you know? one if it fits the story. You're gonna you just do it like it, it's it's impactful like a motherfucker, dude. Like yeah. it's very impactful. Um, you know you're dealing with some serious shit when a kid fucking dies in a horror movie. You know, yeah. um, you know that the threat is real. You um, it makes it more of a it raises the severity level of the actual antagonist, and it, yeah, and it helps out the whole movie. Yeah, because my thought process behind like starting a Saw movie with that would be now, now Jigsaw is like this godly being, like this voice you only hear over a speaker. Like in the first one, you know? The first one is like a, a voice you only heard through a tape recorder. Yeah, yeah. You know, before Jigsaw became a person. So I would, I would use that to return the like franchise to that. From then on, I don't know. I fucked myself because then I'd be like, what do I do the rest of the movie? Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna, it. It's like you can't really top that. The minute you kill a kid, good. yes, that thing, that that too, with killing kids in horror movies. The minute you yeah. kill a kid, that's you, it. Yeah. You better have something up your fucking sleeve to top that shit. Because Ooh. that will pretty much hang over the whole fucking movie. Um, yeah. For instance, it was done extremely well in Trick or Treat. Um, when yes. Because I guess it had this very um, lighthearted aura to the whole movie. Like The atmosphere was very light. Um, so I guess this is why it worked so well. Uh, it was a very comic booky lighthearted affair in terms of yeah they um, went they went creep tone. show style yes exactly yeah. very good thank you um in terms of tone th- that's how they went they knew it was it a little over the top a little bit oh hey this is gonna be more of a of of an act within an act kind of thing uh and it worked well when you did remove the children from the picture because it it, it tied all the the, it tied all the stories together in a way where you're like, oh shit, this is this is intense. Um, it had that lighthearted affair, but the minute you saw that that fat kid just die, you're like, holy shit, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Like when, when yeah. he started throwing up that fucking black shit, I was like, oh my god, like legit, my eyes just popped. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they just did that. <laughs> I'm like, this is gonna be fucking cool, man. Yeah. Um, so it gives that affair. So if you're gonna kill a kid in a horror movie, just go balls deep. We spoke about this with a La Llorona, right? How right. she didn't kill enough kids and should have just been killing kids because yeah. you already got an R rating for it. Why not just fucking go for it, right? Yeah, like, that's the that. thing. And and like you said, as as long as it's you know it fits the story, if it's gonna be that little stamp on it to like add that little extra, like exactly like you said, then then do it. If not, then you're just killing kids for no reason. Dude, um, speaking of killing kids, um, uh, <laughs> the remake of Halloween, it had me interested in it because of Rob Zombie. We, we spoke about this in the Rob Zombie episode a little bit, how the entry was pretty much instant 
because of the man behind the camera doing a remake of Halloween. Um, he gave us the the life of Michael Myers growing up and how he, his life was affected by the way he was raised um, in it. Uh, he beats the shit out of a kid with a fucking uh, with a big old branch. Which yeah. I, which I thought was great because his kid called his mom a fucking whore, right? That's what it was. Yeah. And he was like, yo, yeah. fuck this kid. Let me beat the shit out of him. Which you know, I was like, yo, he's standing up for his mom, which is dope. Um, and I but, think – But also it was – that's like – that's an ultimate darkness. Yes. That tells you that something is wrong with this person. Yes. Yeah. Where you will beat the shit out of a kid to – well, you will take the life out of this kid pretty much because, you know – you insult your mother, so you know you're at, you're on a different level uh, right. when you're like that. And as a remake, a whole, I had I have issues with this one um, in terms of um, of the overall story. We're only going to talk about the remake of uh, of Halloween uh, because that's the topic at hand, and we have a more deeper conversation of Halloween well, coming up. Well, what what makes it uh, so? We'll tie this into the, the the second part of the conversation, like or the last part. Uh, what makes it a bad remake? Well, all right. First off, and you give us this original story. First of all, again, with the diving deep into the psyche of a killer, um, mm-hmm. it it gets dangerous in terms of how you're gonna keep the interest of the audience on this antagonist and what he does. You know, because if you make a killer less of a killer it's gonna really affect the way his kills come out and how you see him as um the slasher pretty pretty much you know what i mean so a lot mm-hmm. a lot of people had issues with the way that he did the remake because of uh, the deep dive he took into michael myers pretty much uh a lot of people were upset about the fact that they didn't want to see how michael myers became mike myers they saw right. enough with the Carpenter original where he just, you know, put on the mask, kind of went cuckoo, put on a mask, uh, killed his sister, and then, you know, you know, waited outside with a knife until he got caught. So people, I guess, weren't down with seeing how he r- was raised as a kid. So that was pretty much the downfall, uh, the beginning of the downfall of that movie, according to the critics, right? I'll give my take in a little bit. Uh, but but then on top of that, people were disappointed about the the scene for scene aspect of mm-hmm. of the ending of the movie. Personally, like I dug the fact that he wanted to um, find out how Myers was raised. You know, um, I'm that kind of guy who wants to find out more about it. It's like, hey, I have the originals already. I have my Michael Myers with John Carpenter. You know, let me see what this guy right. can bring to the table and add to the psyche to the the canon of Michael Myers. You know, that's why it's always exciting to see a remake. You know, to see what they can add to the lore that's already there. And I thought it was pretty cool of Zombie to you know do his little the southern fried goodness on on michael myers and you see how you know his mom did love him and and was there for him um all the way through which i thought was was pretty cool to see because we get this one side of myers that's just cold-hearted and then you get this other one that you know his mom came all the time all the time and then which i thought was brilliant was that scene where he killed that nurse Right before his right. mom showed up around Christmas time or something. And that's when the mom knew that, oh, shit, like, that's it. You know, Mikey's gone. 
pretty much uh, he's you know he's the killer that he's gonna be and i thought that was that was absolutely fantastic scene there did did any of the sequels go into like his character like that that was no um, no no we're gonna get into halloween a a whole lot more deeper and how the um and how they they talk about the occult um in halloween and Mm -hmm. the uh it's just it, it dude it gets crazy Okay, it, well, it gets it, really crazy. That's the difference between like, because uh, I, I have another, I have another uh, proposition for you, Arturo. So, like, do you think sequels are re- like reboots in horror movies? You know because what? you know, once once you get to like, uh, I only ask because once you get to like part three or part four, like with Halloween, with like just slasher movies in general, when when you get to like a certain number, then you just start doing your own thing. You okay? That's a good, very good point. But with Halloween, um, <laughs> it's a little bit different, um, in my opinion, only because, all right, so Halloween 1 and 2, right? Right. They do their own thing. You get the John Carpenter story in Halloween 1 and 2, right? So right. then they take a break of the of that. That story closes the loop, right? And mm-hmm. then uh, uh, Season of the Witch comes out, right? So Season of the Witch has nothing to do with Michael Myers whatsoever, um, it has to do with Halloween masks and uh, like good old detective work, right? So that's Halloween three. Halloween four comes back. This is where it gets fucking tricky, where every uh, the occult starts getting weaved into the story. So that timeline from four five, right? So what is it? Um, uh, the Return of Michael Myers, which is four. Revenge of Michael Myers, which is five. Um, mm-hmm. The Curse of Michael Myers, which is six. And the one with Paul Rudd. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Those three are pretty much the same storyline. Right. So where it gets tricky is where you get H2O. Right. Because H2O, I think, comes actually um, after the curse of Michael Myers. And then you get resurrection. So Halloween, it it all kind of follows the same storyline. So that's why I think those are pretty much sequels um, Mm -hmm. in terms of that question you were asking me. In Friday the 13th, for example. They are more along the lines of reboots, in my opinion, because it's like you always get the Jason reviving in the next level, pretty much, you know? Right. Um, so that, to me, are more remakes because you have a different vision, a different director all the time. They, they were always totally different. Like Jason Takes Manhattan. That was Jason X. Jason X was in space. You had uh, the uh, Jason Goes to Hell where he gets, you know, pretty much reanimated. Uh, but yeah. by the doctor eating the heart, right? You get all these right. reboots of Jason. Pretty much, it's like a character dying at the end of a video game and then waking up in the next level. You know, you got to restart it again right. with a different cast of characters. So I think, in terms of that, um, in terms of your question, that one was a good way to do a remake. And also, like the Friday the Thirteenth ones. I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street ones as well. I think were remakes because they never really followed the same story. And with it, what what's special about Halloween is that you kind of follow this storyline that they throw at you with Michael Myers, which is crazy. You don't get a storyline like that in Friday the 13th. You don't you don't constantly get bombarded by the origin of the slasher. You know, oh yeah, his mom did it. You know, his mom did it at first for Jason, but then after that, say like, okay, that's it. After that, you just know it's Jason. You know, be careful. Like, like watch the fuck out. Don't go to fucking Crystal Lake. It's fucking Jason. That's all you right. know. He he becomes like a Bigfoot, uh, like a Bigfoot legend, pretty much. That's true. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Same for Freddy Krueger. He becomes like an urban legend. And Michael Myers is like this person who, like, 
in the history now, um, in current history, has this history, this this legit like, backbone of a story all along the years, starting from forty years ago, right? And like in in uh, in the seventies when he first attacked Laurie Strode, forty years till now, where they're still going at it. You know, so he's the only character that really has this story that that looms all along the years, and I can't wait to talk more about him. I mean, just to, just to close out this little conversation here on my end, uh, I think that's why I like the Saw movies. Like they're all bad, but it's also in in Halloween where you're just talking about where it's like one singular canon. Yes, or it's at least like even if the timeline kind of diverts a little bit, you can still tie it back into the original story. And Saw is the exact yes. same way where. There's there's like seven of them, and you know, of course, they vary degree in quality, all blah blah blah. But at the at the end of each movie, you get a montage telling you how it connects to the first, to the other. Yeah, they one constantly the remind you of the like of the past and of the legacy of yeah. the movie. Yeah, like it's constantly it's, there. It's it's definitely like it. Like films like Halloween, films like Saw, uh, you know, they stand out from all the reboots and remakes, right? Because the they're that's why they made so many. Re- like, didn't they make like um uh, a a Jigsaw movie just a little while ago, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was, and it's still tied into the original story. Yes. like it's crazy, and it and that's the thing where it's like it feels like a reward for fans. And I'm I'm hoping like a good reboot or a good remake would be kind of the same thing, you know what I mean? Where it's like you get all the feeling if you did of the original one, but it's just brand new. Yeah, which brings us back to Halloween, which we uh, <laughs> agreed that was a good reboot because it kept the oh, same, yeah. it kept the same legacy and the same lore as the original, but just it. it it brought it to the present time and it kept the same storyline and updated it and didn't add fluff to it. It didn't add um, any extra baggage that it didn't need to be there. It, it was just pretty much the story of Lori and Michael. And that was yeah. pretty dope, man. Uh, but you're right. Um, it's, it's tough to really think of like anything original these days. I'm surprised uh we're not seeing more original stuff in the limelight. It's tough to see. I'm surprised, but it's it's just tough to see more original things in terms of horror yeah. these days. And I think I think that's why we like we get burnt out on reboots and constantly hearing about them. You know, and I get that's why like we. We've mentioned in the beginning how, you know, we we don't like the people who automatically just detract from it or automatically, like, go against it just because it's a remake. But I also get it. You know, we're getting a lot of the same shit over and over, and it does wear on some people. I, I can't blame them. Yeah, I mean, sometimes – but they're just so harsh sometimes. Yeah, it's, that's the other thing too, where it's like I understand where they're coming from, but you don't. It's you like, know, don't waste on. your life on it. You know what? Like, if you don't want to fucking see it, then don't see don't, it, dude. But we all it. fucking yeah. know you're gonna watch it. You know, just stop <laughs> yeah, acting like a fucking turd. All right. Yeah, it's like when you meet people who who say they don't watch like the Marvel movies and stuff. You know, it's it's shit like that where it's like you know I get it. I'm I'm like, like okay, pfft, cool. It's like it, come on, it, dude. It's like blah blah it, blah. Who cares? 
Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to go watch my horror movie now. I'm going to go watch my remake right now that they release. You know? It was like when, uh, when uh, who was it? Recently, Scorsese has been saying that Marvel movies isn't real <laughs> cinema because it doesn't have any, like, doesn't have any because character emotion and know? all that bullshit. It's like, come on, dude. You, are you kidding me? This is cinema. Look at the spectacle. Just like, listen, yeah. blockbuster, right? That is what cinema is for and theaters are for. That's where you're right? like, this is why Marvel is packing the seats because of the spectacle of it. People want to fucking see comic book heroes come to life and fucking fight in space. Who the hell doesn't want to see that? Oh, Scorsese I mean, does it, I guess, right? That's what's keeping theaters alive in the in the world of streaming. Scorsese, now. it's not about like, like you know people aren't going to go and watch your fucking movies about priests and shit with Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Like what the dude, fuck? Come on. That's why his newest one's coming to Netflix. So come on, dude. Uh, look, like, you know, please, uh, yeah, please, my if, man. If any- like no disrespect, <laughs> my man, but you know. Come on, give these people their fucking due, all right? If yeah. you don't like it, don't call it like just say, "Yeah, I, I'm not a fan," but don't say it's not cinema, bro. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's that's an insult. It really like, it's is, not even dude. Like, it, I'm like, it, they still work hard. Are you, you kidding know? me? You know how hard it is to get all that talent, like, like in one place. Also, you remember these people have to control a budget. Right, like right. It, it's you're already over budget the minute you're in a fucking Disney Marvel movie. Now you have to get, yeah. <laughs> now you have to control that budget, right? <laughs> and then you have like twenty people over you telling you what you can. And Dude, can't you have do fucking A listers over here. You have A listers and Oscar winners making your movies. Who all, who all have their own demands? Come who all on, have- <laughs> my man. All right, are you kidding me? You got a uh, Scorsese has just what De Niro and Pacino, please. Yeah. All right. Come yeah, on. Yeah, and even Pacino did Joker. So, you know. Yeah. No, no, De Niro did Oh, wait, Joker. no, that was De Niro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> De Niro did Joker. Well, see, there you go. Robert, Rob, someone like Robert De Niro did Joker. You oh, know? man. So and it's funny because that- uh, speaking of Joker, Scorsese, his name has a credit as producer. But apparently, he dropped out early on and let his producing partner continue the producing um, of the movie under his well, name. Well, see, here you go. He knows money. Right? Come and on. that's what I'm saying. On, I'm like, you're talking like, all this like, shit, but then your name's attached to fucking Joker, my dude. Right? <laughs> like, it, know, it just so I- happens to be one of the, like number one movie in like two weeks right come on yeah i get it my guys like you know you want to you want to release the irishman and feel good about it yeah you know? it's like you want to okay. release it to netflix and pretend you know yeah you're gonna get all the like 60 year olds trying to get out to netflix <laughs> you know they're gonna be calling their kids like yo how do you get out to netflix i want to see the scorsese movie yeah like you know? you're still doing your movies and like yeah you got your audience you're good man like just yeah you don't like, gotta go it's, it's right. not cinema dude <laughs> yeah was, just say just say you don't like him. And just I, say that no, I'm good. I liked The Departed very much too, Scorsese, and that was very annoying to hear that from you. Um, <laughs> I just had to put it out there. It's just a gripe because I heard no, it. And I, and I told my wife, I'm like, did you believe this fucking guy said this shit about Marvel <laughs> yeah. movies, dude? Especially, especially after after losing Iron Man, goddamn it! After losing <laughs> fucking Tony Stark. Yeah, because you know and that's almost, the thing. and almost losing Spider Man, right? <laughs> almost losing Spider Man. Because yeah, it goes back into the horror conversation too, right? Where it's like, you, even if you don't like it, you know, or it's not like the high point of cinema for you. There's someone there who's passionate about it's it. Like, listen, and that, if you don't, they're like making it, these movies for them. Exactly, you know? <laughs> perfect. Exactly. If you don't like it, it wasn't meant for you. Yeah, it was three Simple from hell. 
You know what I mean? It was three from hell. He made it for the ten people who wanted that to see it. He pretty much <laughs> defines horror and and all of art, honestly. Just art. Yeah. I mean, art in general. If you don't like it, then honestly, it wasn't meant for you. Yeah, um, go to the next thing. Yeah, go to yeah. the next thing, all right? Just give his next movie or their next movie a try when it comes out again or all something. All you got to say is, nah, that's not my thing, my guy. And then just move on to the next question, you know? Oh, and- my God. <laughs> that's a good rant about Scorsese there, man. Yeah, uh, but it, it ties all back into remakes and reboots, right? But uh, this is There's so much pressure in all this shit. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, dude, uh, it was a good conversation, though. But thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys joining us and listening to uh, this little talk about reboots remakes and you know my little rant on scorsese uh but <laughs> this is uh arturo padilla of corpse feed uh along with uh, nick valdez of comicbook.com and check us out on our social feeds on instagram at corpse feed on facebook at corpse feed as well on twitter uh, at corpse feed blog um we're freaking everywhere dude just start uh just start looking we're there where there's horror Everywhere there's darkness, there's corpse feed. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. But uh, and thanks for joining us, man. We got a good one for you next time you join us. And once again, it's a scary world out there, and we're here to walk you through it. Mm-hmm.